0: Welcome to the podcast, I'm Fergus O'Carroll in Chicago. Today we talk with Mason Hedgecoth. Mason, while at Saatchi in New York, was the creative director on the Love's Diapers campaign. I'm a big fan of the thinking behind this work. Um, it's a category dominated by huggies and pampers, yet Love's managed to carve out a, what I think as a truly unique space, a space that's rooted in a clear understanding of parental behavior. And a terrific example of crystal clear positioning. You know, in a way, a great example of being a challenger brand. And that crystal clear positioning is Love's is the official diaper of experienced moms. And this insight from all reports originated in data, not in the observation of the audience or a product-related truth. And that was really surprising to me because it just seems so naturally to be something that, that a planner observed or a creative observed, but that wasn't the case. It's actually started with, I think it was a Nielsen data point that then led creatives to explore that area. And then that became really terrific work. The sort of universal sort of audience truth is the idea that by their second child, every parent's an expert, which is just a fantastic line. I love that. And that sort of made its way into the creative work. In the spots, we see sort of the behavior of a first-time parent—overly protective, nervous, not wanting to make mistakes—and then that's humorously contrasted against that of a second-time parent, who's more experienced, more relaxed, more confident, wiser, a little more knowing. And um, so, here I'm going to actually play. This is the first time we've done this. I'm going to actually play you two of the spots. On I think because these are these are spots based based on uh, voice, you can kind of get a sense of the uh, work.
1: May I help you with something? Yes. Uh, I'm I'm looking for the, uh, they go on the, you know. <laughs> for the breast pump. Huh? First
0: kid. Come on, pal, come on. Oh, hey, can you grab me a couple boxes of breast shields? Second kid. By their second kid, every dad's an expert and more likely to choose loves than first time dads. What do you have for cracked nipples? Uh, nipple cream. Hmm. Does that work for hemorrhoids too? I don't think so. Have you tried? Live, learn, and get loves. So you have 10 years experience. I do. But no PhD. I do have a master's in early childhood development. You don't mind if I just record this, do you? Uh, No. First kid. Here's all the numbers. Food's in the fridge. Oh, and Lucas likes to pull on jewelry, so you might want to lose the nose ring. By their second kid, parents are more likely to choose loves. It absorbs 20 times its weight, and the new triple leak guards lock away wetness for outstanding leakage protection. Live, learn,
1: and get loves. Make
0: sure the temperature's okay.
1: It's a little bright though, so I'm just gonna dim the lights. That should be good, right there. Make it a little dark. Ready for this? She doesn't like it. You've gotta get in there. Like, okay, okay, Careful not to get it in her eyes.
0: I know know what a bath is. Smile, honey. First kid.
1: Ready. Here we go. Second kid. Come in, mommy. I'm out of chance.
0: By their second kid, every parent is an expert and more likely to choose loves than first time parents. Live, learn, and get loves. So from a category that's focused on the joy of first-time motherhood to the reality of experienced motherhood, or from perfection to reality, uh, this is loves enjoy. joy. So welcome, Mason. Good to have you here.
1: Uh, it's great to be here. Thank you so much, Fergus.
0: We connected a couple of weeks ago. I talked to you uh, about the idea, about the, what, what have been going on with me, which is I'm a part of Mark Pollard's Sweathead community on Facebook that's about. I had thousands of planners from around the world that are on that platform and everybody posts questions and you know, it might be, has anybody got an example of a brand that does this or an example of a brand that's sort of strategically aligned in this kind of a way. And it's a great way for people to share insights and kind of inspire other people. And I bring that up only because when I, when I, I got to tell you the, the the brand, the, the brand that I answer those questions with most often is loves. And no, the reason, it, it makes so much sense because on so many different levels. So well, I know it's been a while since you, since you <laughs> created it, but that's, that's not relevant. I think, was, I think it's still incredibly strategically relevant, whether you're talking about Love's Diapers or whether you're talking about any other category. And that's really what our audience is about, is understanding how can they apply the thinking from one category and, and take it into another. So that's why right. I'm super excited to have you on.
1: Well, I, I thank you for having me and uh, it's uh, all super nice things you had to say about the campaign. I think it's interesting that like no matter how long I work in this business, I'll probably always be known for a campaign for a third tier diaper brand uh, <laughs> that that happened to, uh, you know, hit its market so perfectly with the message that it still resonates today you know i think that's uh, that's always what you kind of hope to achieve um in any of these kind of things and i think it's it's a testament to all the people involved that uh it does that So thank you for saying those things. One
0: of the things, you know, because you and I talked about um, trying to reach, I mean, we've been able to do it since we started our conversations a couple of weeks ago, but we've now been able to connect with the planner on the the brand. So um, she wasn't able to join us today, uh, but Tiffany's going to be recorded, I think, next week. But I was really intrigued by the idea of having you both on at the same time. And
1: that would be kind of an
0: experiment because we don't typically do that. But, no, this um, is a
1: cool enterprise you've started out uh, anyway, and uh, being able to do that would, would have been awesome. Unfortunately, yeah. she wasn't able to join us today. But, um, you know, it was really a conversation that started all of this, uh, which is interesting, you know, just uh, that it can kind of come come to light in a conversation here today. So uh, it's, yeah. it's awesome to be included in the, in the types of campaigns that you guys are profiling, um, <clears throat> you know, especially for one that was like, This was not a huge project on the docket of the agency at the time that it came up. And that's almost what led to the greatest opportunities um, around it, so.
0: Tell me more about that.
1: Yeah, so I mean, we, my partner and I, Jeff Saint Jean, had been at the agency probably do probably three years. Um, we touched a lot of different things in the technology world. We touched like you know the P and G area uh, with Tide. Uh, we done a lot of beer, um, so it was kind of interesting when uh, the leadership came to us with the proposition, like, "Hey, do you guys want to run loves um, and kind of." this brand is at a remarkable turning point um just at the time the 2011 ad which is, i don't know if you're familiar with all the stuff that came before first kid but it was it was all animation based um it was uh, it unfortunately it was voted the worst ad of the year um in 2011 um it's a spot called poop there it is and despite a uh, remarkable soundtrack it 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 tends to under deliver um but so that was where the brand found themselves they've been doing all of this work that was extremely on rtb message you know it was all about efficacy it was all about you know slicing that 3% difference between the performance of like a Love's diaper and the performance of a Huggies and trying to, you know, just deliver that value message. And at the time they were not doing it very well. So Tiffany, uh, the planner in the earlier stages of this had discovered this uh, kind of obscure piece of Nielsen data um, that found that out of all of the moms that buy loves diapers. Mo- second time moms are the majority of them. That led to this broader insight that you can see coming out in the work is that, uh, you know, second, if, if moms do something so smart as knowing that loves diapers work as better as well or better than the rest, what else do they do smarter than other moms? And, you know, it, it, it's kind of a, a truth out there that the your first kid is your training wheels um, where you're trying to do everything perfectly. Maybe you, you know, overdo it in certain areas of uh, your parenting style. Um, and, and as that have, you know, as, as, as your life evolves, you, as you get a second kid, you start to realize that the things, you know, that uh, you thought were so um, Vastly important that first time around. You don't have time for it. Doesn't even matter in the first place. And you get a much more relaxed, confident style to your parenting.
0: The first time, mom. I mean, the emotional uh, burden—not just of doing the day-to-day as a parent, as, as a mom or a dad. I know. You, I know some executions with fathers were also done, which were cool. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's definitely it was, been cool uh, to see the campaign evolve as well. Yeah, I mean,
0: all these years, it's it's pretty incredible mm-hmm. that it's that it's and it's still fresh today. Because there's a, it's a universal truth that I think uh, is timeless. But I always, I always thought that the idea that, and I think when you reflect on it, and I think other planners would get the same thing, which is there was just, a, there was masses of convention within diapers and within that category. And the focus was always on the baby. And so Absolutely. it's important to remember that for Pampers and Huggies, you know they had you know thirty one and forty one percent market share, right? Yeah, respectively. And and you guys had eight point nine percent, so <laughs> you were outspent. And private labels were more popular at that time than than loves. And, yeah. and 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 the the idea that you guys were able to and I don't know whether because I'd be really interested to know whether whether before Tiffany came up with that data insight that you were exploring other directions that were more in line with the convention, or did it start out with Tiffany's uh, observation through that
1: data? Well, I think, you know, the brief RTB we were given was... So is that
0: RTB being reason to believe?
1: Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, the jargon. That's okay. Um, uh, <laughs> but that reason to believe was, it was the one area that they could make a claim that no one couldn't contest. You know, there's there's always in the in the diaper brand world in the beer brand world it's always about making a claim and then the other brand kind of contest that claim um and then like or they just start using that same claim um and it it becomes sort of like just a you know a battle of attrition uh, and so loves being the fact that they were you know trying to compete with these store brands that were stealing shelf space um you know they needed to find a way to stand out um and that one piece of data it it, it so we did explore other avenues um there were yeah, tell, there me, tell another, us more about that that'd be great yeah no there was another campaign that was all about um you know basically creating a spokesman uh nanny you know um someone who's a, a a parenting expert uh, and that campaign was all about sort of introducing this person into all of these scenarios where they basically would you know show a mom like you know a mom hack or uh, a different way of doing things um and and then also you know promptly like offer up loves as you know the the ultimate version of that mom hack maybe while it was an effective like vehicle for the messaging i i I think it tended to feel like advertising it felt like uh, a message was being told to you by a brand um and when we had the opportunity you know we we presented first kid second kid alongside that and i think what what really you know tipped the the scales was just that there was you know the client was being really brave they were going with a message that like was not about their brand necessarily the the meat of the spot is not about diapers because the the area to explore of first time mom versus second time mom is so vast that to focus just on the diapers would have been a missed opportunity um
0: So, so, and how, how difficult was that for that client to accept? I mean, and how did you go about proving that? Well,
1: I think convincing it was, it was a combination of a really smart media strategy, um, that like kind of, we were briefed on, it wasn't a TV campaign. We were briefed on a digital campaign. The idea was to leverage these films in social and digital format. Um, and, uh, Really, really see which messages resonated. Um, So that initial digital strategy meant that they didn't have to convince their bosses we were going to run one 30 second spot for, you know, a year. Uh, And I think that allowed them the freedom to like, okay, let's try. a a different approach to how we position the brand within the content. And let's just try making work that we think is going to resonate with the audience. Um, You know, we did some very simple testing with just like print boards, just like, you know, brought a group of moms in and was like, you know, it it was, it was delightful to hear uh, these moms talk about how relatable the scenarios were, um, you know, considering that this was really, written and spirited by two guys who didn't have kids exactly yeah that's
0: great so you yeah you guys you guys had no kids it's yeah. yeah it's perfect
1: um you no, know i think i was, think
0: the uh, i think the uh the and and the, the line of course is you know by their second kid every mom is an expert it's kind of like the strap strap line loosely right right that is is uh, incredibly powerful so when you started out you started out sort of thinking about some conventional approaches that you mentioned the sort of the character that you were, that, that you were creating. And was there ways that, was there ways that Tiffany as a planner sort of brought it to life for you? Because, you know, as, as, as planners, we, we, uh, you know, it's kind of, some people say that planners kind of suffer from imposter syndrome, where, you know, we can, and probably, I, I would guess creatives do too. And I think, oh, um, and, and, you know, I, I, I agree that, planners in many ways and many times they feel like frustrated creatives too, because we're also live in a creative world. I'm thinking about whether Tiffany sort of um, brought ideas to you or she brought this to life for you in, in a way that was, that was compelling or. or yeah, no, wow.
1: absolutely. I, I, you know, at the beginning of this we you know we had a scenario we had a a construct that we thought was really strong um and we had presented a bunch of ideas uh and the ask was you know it, it's kind of like you kind of have to write a hundred of these to come to the you know twenty that you really want to make um, yeah. so the the goal the or the the task for us was really to like go out and Collect some of these moments of reality from real moms, and that 's where tiffany um, she she recruited a, a, a group of her friends moms second time moms first time moms that were willing to let us let these two guys come into their house with a notepad and ask them a bunch of questions about. Um, you know that probably seemed really rudimentary to them, uh, but were sort of you know eye opening for us uh, when it came to like what the what the day to day life of of uh, you know in a mother uh, for a mother is. Going to these moms' houses, having Tiffany Tiffany lead these sort of like question and answer sessions, uh, really like was not only fun just to get out of the office and not be in, like, a research, you know, kind of yeah. mode or, like, not just spend 300 hours reading mom.com or something like that. Um, you know, it, it made these scenarios real. And also, like, you got the little react. you know, when you ask these questions, you got the reactions of the moms, which, you know, in, that, in, in their own setting, like, kind of led to a lot of those little, like, truths that we tried to sprinkle through like all of the the setups you know
0: yeah it's surprising that it's surprising how uh how many times a great insight will just come from an informal uh conversation that doesn't involve a lot of formal research and and i i know that a lot of planners struggle with that and creatives do too it's the idea that do we that we have to maybe it's it's that it's more of a planner issue which is that we we, uh, we feel we have to do formal research mm. quantifiable that it's that it's right. projectable in order for it to be taken seriously When, and 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 uh, you know uh, certainly insights come out of that but they can also come out of just standing in line at the supermarket they come they can come out of sitting with a mom like you guys did and yeah. as long as it leads to great work like in this case it did it shouldn't matter and I, and it generally doesn't matter to the client if you come back with an insight that really, uh, is rooted in a truth that everybody connects with. And right. therefore you, you save yourself a hundred thousand, fifty thousand <laughs> $50,000 by just coming up with that off the cuff comment, uh, insight that really, you know, makes everything gel.
1: Right. It's when people are not trying to give a specific response that they probably answer things more honestly anyway. Um, yeah,
0: <clears throat> no, one of the things about, one of the things that, that, uh, and I don't know if it's the same with former creatives. I would suspect that it is. But when when we get briefed, we being creative and and uh, and uh, planning, when we get briefed by clients, the the assumptions uh, of convention within a category, the they can be so blinding, and they can you know be sort of um, suck the life out of you because you can't get you can't get above the conventions a lot of the time because right. clients are talking within the boundaries of convention. And right. it's going to be blinding to planners. So, I mean, I think this is a great example of saying one of the important things to do is to explore getting above it all. And even though account people or clients or other people within the agency are sort of encouraging, new uh, exploring nuances within convention. You, you know, for example, with Pampers and Huggies, they're all about the baby. Right. So I, I can imagine that a planner would be going, okay, is there some space within the world of baby? Um, mm-hmm. But but what you guys and Tiffany were able to do is to say it's not about the baby, it's actually about the mom.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, it also happened to be at a time when, like, so much more of, I mean, swagger wagon had already happened. Um, there was a lot more content out there that was about portraying the, the real lives of, of moms, not the you know not the perfect version of it that you often you know like it's it's the the, the part of us that we all kind of know is there as a as a parent I'm, I'm now a parent i know i take shortcuts sometimes um and being able to see that and sort of celebrate it because it's all part of the learning experience of being a parent
0: i was reading a paper that was written about this campaign um and uh here's some of the quotes this was about sort of observed behaviors. And this may have come from some of the stuff that you guys, from your kind of visits to parents in their homes. Mm-hmm. It says here, when first babies fall over a fall off the bed, moms go to the emergency room. When second babies fall over, moms pick them up, dust down, and come with cleaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one was when first babies need a story, they get a children's book. When second babies need a story, they get Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> and then the last one is uh, when first babies go to sleep, Mom sits nervously over the child intercom, listening for them waking up. When second babies go to sleep, the wine bottle is uncorked two minutes later. (laughs) So I can kind of see where where that, I don't know if that was post- rationalization writing this sort of report or whether those are the sort of lines that maybe Tiffany brought to the table or you guys observed or
1: Yeah, no, I mean I, I think that's also what led to sort of the, you know, compare and contrast idea is like uh, you know, it's it's just fun to see that. That first time mom in all best intentions, you know, doing what they do and, and sort of sacrificing everything, including their sanity um, for the perceived, you know, safety or well-being of their child. And then that same mom knowing better and being able to navigate the situation in a way that uh, is, is more sustainable, uh, really. Um, yeah and And I think you know th- those kind of things those those realizations from real moms definitely you know from the from the interviews that we had definitely came to life in in the form of sort of you know the way these moms played those roles. I think you know what was great? About this uh, this process, and also some that I've experienced since. And it's like the, we sort of dropped the walls of the roles of that we all had. You know, it wasn't like okay, I'm the creative, and you're the planner, and all you can do is supply insights, and then I can supply creative out of that. Um, it was more of a like a back and forth conversation. I think that was. Again, thanks to the fact that like this was a, it, it was a little bit more of an under the radar kind of project. Um, so it allowed us to like be a little bit more free in the way we exchanged ideas.
0: Congratulations to you and oh, man. to <laughs> Tiffany and and I mean it's just brilliant work. And I mean it's been running now for eight or nine years. Is that roughly?
1: Yeah, yeah, close to that. Uh, I think our first stuff was like around 2011. Yeah, For 2012. It, yeah, isn't that what we, as you mentioned earlier, isn't that what
0: we all want? Which are these enduring brand uh, campaigns that are, that are still fresh.
1: No, it, uh, it's, it's. It's a real, it's a real fun treat to see them uh, still out there in the world. As as a new parent myself now, I'm actually experiencing lots of these ups and downs. But I I, I often run into parents who reference the first time, second time parent experience in relation to those commercials, and it's like, man, I, <laughs> like I said, this will be the work that I'm known for, like long after. Anybody even needs to know about me?
0: <laughs> I wish I had. I wish I had a similar campaign. I don't yet, but I hope I will at some point. Hey, uh, Mason, can you tell us um, a little bit about as we wrap up here? Just a little bit about what you're doing now, um, and then how people can contact you if they want to reach out.
1: Yeah. No. I'm. Uh, I've. I've been since about 2014. I've been freelancing um, in New York City, uh, getting the opportunity to work on some great brands. Um, I've. I've. Uh, been most recently uh, working at vml and r um the new wpp consolidated shop um actually working on dell technologies
0: do you uh, do you want to like do you, do you uh, are you on twitter or are you want um anywhere where people could get LinkedIn or
1: yeah no i'm i'm woefully non-active on twitter it's just that 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 thing passed me by um but i am um fully on linkedin my username is mason h it's also masonh.com is my website and mason at masonh.com is my email so yeah please if anybody uh uh, have any questions or reach out i'm i'm definitely available awesome and so you're, you're you're art director or writer I'm on the art director side, but okay. kind of like everybody these days, you you have to have a little bit of writer in you anyway.
0: So. You got it. <laughs> Thanks to Mason Hedgecoth, yeah, uh, for joining us today. It was a great conversation. I love the brand, and uh, may you create another one a campaign hey. like it until you have two that will make your legacy. <laughs> have a great we can day. All,
1: we can all hope. Thanks so much. Great talking.